can't discount your children. You can't discount them. Oh, my God. No. I'm going to always be obedient to God. I'm going to always say what he says, and I'm going to do it quickly. Move quickly. I need y'all to be the same way. Because if you don't hurry up and get in, you don't hurry up and lay that foundation down. Then the enemy can come in. You give him an opportunity, but you got to block it. Once you can see what's on her life. I told you, when you're a shepherd, you can see the good and you can see the bad. I need to see both. I need to see the bad so I know how to strategically pray for her. Nothing when you see a child. How old is it? Eight, six, six, seven, she's eight, and she's seven. Okay. And see her fully grown, and in her purpose, and in her call. And see her at seven worship. That's what drew me. Yeah. It's the same thing that drew me even with Aaron and his worship. That's right, Aaron. Don't care about what nobody else saying. Put your hands up, worship God. I see you. I see you driving. I see you reaching for him more. I see some more too. Amen. David, that's where you're supposed to be. Welcome. Your position ain't changed. It's always been right there. No shame, no condemnation. You are the righteous. It's a miracle. When a man repents, you can't hold nothing up against him. crush, bruise, maim, all the things that he wants to do to her. That's why you got to plead the blood. I don't care what is going on. You can just see her life. You can see her life. I want her to stay pure, right? Just like that. need some of the men to pray just like that's your daughter for her. Amen. Amen. I'm not playing this thing called the kingdom. You shouldn't play either. Mm. The child said, let me make sure I got this right. So she said she wanted prayer today.
And God heard her request. Oh, yeah. And we still pray for the homeless in our heart. This is important, y'all. It's nothing more important. like that. He got oil dripping from his feet. I'm going there. See, see how we get things mixed up? See, true miracle is right here. True miracle is right here. True miracle is right here. See, we, we, we want the Red Sea to part of you. God is really saying. As always, I have 50 million things that I could discuss with you. Girl, don't discount prayer. I, I really, I, listen to what I'm saying. I'll go to scripture so y'all think it's just me talking. A minister. Excellent teaching on Friday night. I was on the corner gleaning. Good to see you duplicate yourself. Amen. That's why a father should duplicate himself just like our father. Jesus said, I only do what I see my father in heaven. He didn't say I'm gonna be like Mike. Okay. Somebody else. See, see this wrong thing. Wrong thing. Wrong thing. Go. Go to Hebrews. We're gonna get this thing going. Take my time. Go to Hebrews chapter four, fourteen. This is Hebrews chapter 4 at verse 14 in the Amplified Bible. It so reads, Inasmuch then as we have a great high priest who has already ascended and passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast 
our confession of faith in him. Mm. 15. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to understand and sympathize and have a shared feeling with our weaknesses and infirmities mm. and liability to the assaults of temptation, but one who has been tempted in every respect as we are, yet without sin. Mm. That's our example. Mm. Would you agree? Amen. He's the high priest. Think understood the high priest and how he was adorned. His garment meant so much, you know, his tunic represent, you know, forgiveness of murder. See, everything that he had, everything that he wore represented. See, he's the high priest. He, he was adorned. You knew when he was coming. He had 72 bells around his garment. So there was no misunderstanding of who the high priest was. You could hear him coming. He was distinct from all the other priests. God Almighty. Oh, my Lord. Oh. And he was adorned. And that's our high priest now. The priests were there specifically to keep the connection with Israel and Yahweh. See, this is why prayer is so important. This is why you have to try everything. To get to the intercessory prayer on Tuesday. See, this is part of your agreement. He was the Kohen Gadol. He was the Kohen Gadol. That's the high priest. Ever make an intercession. Ever connected oh. yeah, yeah. to your infirmities and how you feel. Stop telling people how you feel. Tell him. Oh, oh you said a word. You said a word. This is so important not to miss okay. the feedings because this isn't. This is why. This is why you you're not getting fed if you're not coming to intercessory prayer. Stop. Hello? Yeah. Because see, this would be in a sure way that you would at least get to prayer once a week. On your own, no, you're not. This will be the one thing that I can count on. Okay. okay. How are you adorned? That's good. Oh, that's good. Mm. Some got tissue in me. Oh. I can't hear all this together. Distraction. Okay. It was distracting me. 
and not just the 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 co the coin gadol. He was also judge. He was also represented as judge. So God's not going to judge your sins or your works. Jesus is. He's the high priest. Just like the father in the home. That's what you do. You're a priest, prophet, and king in your home. Hello? Men, talk back to me. That's you. So your judgment should be pristine. Because you're led by God. Hello? Some of y'all men, who don't agree, raise your hand. Who's challenged with that? You're not challenged with it? So you're good in making your decision. Okay, they didn't understand the question. I mean, help me communicate that. Are you a good judge? How about that? How are you a good judge, man? Are you a good judge? Hmm? With the Lord's help. <laughs> well, how do you get that experience? Okay. How do you become a good judge? Okay. He's under judge. That's really good. Man of God. So what should be your standard? Should be your example. The high priest. Amen. To me, say yes. Amen. You got me back there? How many of y'all men think y'all a good judge of character? How many of you think you're a good judge of character? I'm an excellent judge of character. Of my own. <laughs> I'm a good judge of character of my own, of myself. Hello? Y'all talking about judging other people's character, ain't you? Huh? You won't be a good judge of their character if you don't understand your character. First. You got to do yours first. Hello? And that comes with trial and error. It's okay. It's okay to lose and fail. If you learn something from it. But if you don't, you're destined to repeat it again. Just like a repeating dream. You didn't get what he was trying to show you. Hello? Okay. Oh, man. The ko, the koan gadol. It's the high priest. Man, we want to go today. I can go to some. Ooh. You also, oh my God, it's just so good. I just like it. The blessing can always wait. The blessing can always wait. I'm trying to figure out do y'all believe. That's a good start. 
I'm ready. Okay. Go to Genesis. Since y'all want y'all want to get the blessing, all right. Careful what you ask for. <laughs> With me at least, be careful. <laughs> Go to Genesis. Uh I told y'all there are two words for blessing. Barak and Ashar. Okay. We're gonna talk about Barak. Okay? Uh, go to Genesis one twenty two, minister. Can we do a little Hebrew word study? Okay. Y'all want a little Hebrew word study? Okay. I got like four people. Y'all want to study? Yes. It's like it's like I don't want to know the roots of my faith. I don't want. I know them. I need to know the language. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Okay. I want to help you understand some things. Try to broaden your horizons. Genesis one twenty two. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 22. And it so reads, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl multiply in the earth. Wow. That's your first mention in the Bible of bless. First mention. Can we just look at it just for a minute? Okay. <laughs> Barak is defined as to kneel. Remember what y'all saw? See, God knows exactly how to teach. He shows you examples. And I said I'm going to bless her, right? You know the proper understanding. So, Barak is defined as to kneel. And in Hebrew, there's, you have, actually you have concrete and you have abstract. Okay. Like if I would tell you to draw a picture of bless, it'd be very hard to draw a picture of bless. Yeah. Just draw a picture of bless. Not the act, but bless. Can't do it. It's hard. That's how you know something is abstract. So, I said to kneel is the action. The knee is the concrete object. And uh, the abstract equals bless. Okay, listen, just follow with me. Just follow with me, okay? Can I teach you? Okay. I'll take it a little slow in the Hebrew 101. Okay. It is spelled with the pictograph Beth, Resh, and Koth. Barak is the child root, and you know, words have parents and roots and all those type of things. We'll get into that later on. But right now, just for time's sake, okay? okay. Oh, it's derived from the parent word bar, which is defined from the concrete object grain. So I just love you. Be like, I'm thinking it's over here, but it's really over here. Okay, we're talking about blessed. Now I'm talking about grain. Okay, hold on. Bar is defined as the concrete object grain by the action to feed, to fill up, or to the fatten, uh, which, which all, which, let, let me put it this way. Watch this. It is defined concrete as grain by the action feed, to the full, to full up, to the fatten, all which are accomplished by grain. Right? Yeah. 
So when we first look at the pictograph, which we need for the bat, which is the picture of a tent that's seen from above. And it is represented the action of being inside, okay? The concrete of that word, object, or of a tent, a house, or a dwelling, bet, and uh, the general notion of unity, together, or togetherness, uh-oh, family. Mm -hmm. <laughs> See, if you get Friday, you know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or gathering together, okay? The rosh is the picture of a head of a man and represents the action to be above or to rule over. Uh, the concrete object of the head or the top of something or the top of a summit. That's the rush, okay? All right? You're following me? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, she said absolutely. All right, let's go in here. Uh, let's see, or top of a, of a summit. So when we combine these together, the pictograph indicates a family of heads or a gathering together of heads. So if you have ever heard or ever looked at a picture of wheat. It's all in my Oh, I can't. We don't have it up right now. It's underneath. Because you know that's on our logo, right? You'll see that, right? Follow me. You know, y'all seen a picture of what a wheat looks like, right? Okay. Now, now follow what I'm saying here. We're going to help you. All right? Now let's get this. See, now you hear people all the time, bless this and bless and this. And, but we don't really have, what, what are you saying? Right. What does it really mean? Okay? So this is why I want y'all to have good understanding about that. All right. So I said, uh, so if you ever look at a picture, you see is the wheat or the grain. The grain which forms at the top of, of, uh, the very, uh, of a very long stalk. Right? Right? It's called, it is a family of heads. That's what you see when you see that stalk right there. A gathering of what we might call seed. Mm -hmm. Why would someone refer to a grain of seed as to head, as to the head, right? Why would you do that? Well, just like a human, it has a round formation or long stock, right? So my head's rounder than others. Okay, <laughs> but it's still a head. All right. It, it is a round formation of a long stalk. Also, human heads uh, are seeds, are both houses for, listen, transferable information. <laughs> capable of generating reproduction or implants and create others, right? That's what a seed does, right? Every seed is going to produce after its kind, right? Are y'all following me? I need to slow it down some more? Somebody say slow it down. Okay. I'll slow it down some more. Is that good enough? All right, here we go. All right, here we go. All right. So I said, listen to this. I'm going to make sure we got it. Also, human heads and seeds are both houses of transferable information capable of generating reproduction, right? Plants reproduce and create others. Right? Like themselves. By releasing seeds, humans on a thought level reproduce their action and convey 
it to others to function like themselves okay. by sharing thoughts. Y'all following? Wow. Yes, sir. You sure? Yes. You need me to repeat that again? Okay, they said go ahead, Pastor. Right, somebody tell me what I said. No, never mind. I told you. Plants reproduce like themselves, right? By releasing seeds. Humans, on the on the other hand, on what they release thought, on thought level, reproduce their actions. And convey to others to function like themselves. By sharing thoughts, right? Yes. Now that we know a little bit about the parent root of bar, let's take a look at the final letter uh, in Barak, which is the cough. Cough is a picture of a hand. It represents the action to cover, to mm -hmm. bend, to anoint. Okay. And the abstract con uh, concept is to yield or to conform. Mm. That's the abstract of cough, the letter, okay? You follow me? Yes, sir. All right. Okay. The work of the hands is to grasp the functional design feature that enables the hand to accomplish this unique task. Last lies in the ability to bend and to conform its shape to whatever it touches. Okay. Okay. Let me see here. Who got some big hands? Let me see. Who got, I, need, I need to have some big hands. Who got some big hands? Who can pump a basketball? Oh, okay. yep. <laughs> Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. So we talking about the high priest, Aaron. Come on. So they'll see that you got them up. Okay? All right. You got it? All right. Yes, it is. He said, that's a lot of notes. You think you're going to be up here the whole time? I got you. I got you. I got you. All right. So the ability of the hands, its, it's functional design is to grasp, right, to accomplish its unique task, lies in its ability to bend and conform uh, its shape to whatever it touches in order to grasp it. Right? In order to grasp it. All right? Let's lose this thing. Okay, Aaron, uh, what I need you to do right now, uh, go over and pick up that to leave. No. <laughs> no. No. Those, those are your hands now. Those are your hands right now. Can you pick up that to leave? No, no, no. No, you, you pick up that to leave with one hand. Pick that to leave up. Can't do it, can you? Okay, let me see over here. Uh, what I need you to do, can you go over there and open up? First of all, just bring me the oil. Wait, I'm, go ahead and try. How would you normally do it? Okay, go ahead. Okay, y'all get my point? Yes. Okay, thank you. So remember I said the ability of the hands is to grasp whatever it touches. That's its unique design. Correct? Yeah. Just follow me. Just follow me. Okay. I had to give you a demonstration so you can see that, right? Mm-hmm. 
Right, here we go, here we go. Now you see, uh, without the ability to bend, the hands lose their unique function oh. in our lives, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something real simple, right? Okay, hold on. Remember the letter cough? Yes. It means to yield and to conform. Okay. Right? Wow. I'm going to help y'all with blessings. Okay, this is just a, oh, this a little side thing. Wait, listen, it means to yield and to conform. When added, listen, check out this right here. Okay. When added to the word at the beginning as a prefix, cough, right? Mm -hmm. This is what it is. I said, this thing is designed to conform, right. bend, yes. right? Mm -hmm. So this letter, cough, this is so good. It's... If you put it in the beginning as a prefix, right? Mm -hmm. It means as or like. So if I put cough in front of a word, it means as or like, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For example, when you add it to the Hebrew word for king, mm -hmm. malak, it becomes kal malak. Okay? Kof malak. You can call it a kof malak. It means like a king or as a king. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to help you understand this word, cough, what it does. I'm trying to help you understand what blessing, what that means. Mm -hmm. mm. Okay, y'all follow me. Let me know if I'm going too fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it means it means like a king or as a king. If I put that prefix uh cough in front of that word. Mm -hmm. Instead of malak, it comes cough malak. Mm -hmm. Okay? It means yeah. now it means like a king. Not a king, but as a king. Right. Okay? All right. All right. Something which conforms comes like or compatible with that thing. That it be, it conforms to, right? Okay, back to Barak. Or Barak. All these pictures, and I'm going to say all three of these pictures combined indicate, listen, grain in the hand, or more clearly put, to the full the hand, to the full in the hand, taking in consideration the action and concrete definition of a rock. We begin to see a picture, this is what you want, it begins to begin to see a picture of one who is, has something to give, bending down to offer that gift to another. I gave y'all an example. Didn't I? Bring yep. it to life. Go ahead. Wow. Hold on. Watch this. We begin to see a picture of one who has something to give, bending down to offer the gift to another, just as a parent might kneel down to offer a gift to a child. This is the picture of what it means to be blessed. My Lord. That's sweet. Bless, bless you, God. Bless you. You ain't been your knees. That's what it means to kneel. See how we just throw words out? That there should be an okay an action. If you're gonna say bless, okay. 
I try to lead by example. That's beautiful. Hold on. Here we go. The submissive posture. Y'all know submissive. Look this. Submissive means ready to conform. To the authority or the will of others. <laughs> Meekly obedient. Oh, 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 y'all missed it, y'all missed it. Wives, be submissive. Conform. Woo! To the authority or the will of another. The submissive posture of the act of blessing is not, an act, it's not accidental. Blessing others require you to have the humility to let go or at least share something you possess. This is why it's better to give. And your seed is a blessing. See, we try to make up all these things uh, to be blessed. Wow. That was good right there. But you don't have a concept of what blessing means. Or how it's done. Okay. It requires you to have the humility to let go of something or at least share something you possess with another. That's different than give. Okay. Now with the same analogy, the one blessing kneels to offer the gift. The one receiving must bend their hands around it in order to receive it. So when God has blessed you with peace, See, you have not been conformed oh, yet. When he tells you to forgive, oh, that's a blessing. You have not conformed yourself. Good. Hello? That's good. To the one that's given it. You won't bend to receive it. Wow. You won't bend to receive it. Come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to give you the proper what it means. Yeah. Do with it what you want. Listen to this. The one blessing kneels to offer the gift. The one receiving bends his hand around it in order to receive it. This is the picture of being blessed. Mm -hmm. Hello? Yes. Oh, okay. It is inter interesting to, to, to note or to notice they are physical reactions in being blessed. Mm -hmm. They're physical reactions in being blessed. Physical. Yeah? yeah. Also involved, there's another being. Also, there's another response in Ben. 
It's called this. It's right. And God will shine his countenance, smile upon you. There's another bend. When you smile, you bend. Okay. Maybe, maybe a few people got it. Maybe a few people got it. Yeah. Just, just real simple about being blessed. There's a physical reaction to being blessed. To receive it, you have to kneel down, the one that's giving. So when, in the beginning, in Genesis, when God blessed Adam and Eve, You don't need a footstool if you don't kneel. You're right. Okay. Okay. I know. I go a little. I go a little uh, Catholicism on you. Y'all know when they go and they kneel and they do the prayer. Yep. Get something right. Right. Just messed up on the other things. You're right. <sighs> There's a bending required when somebody bless you. You, you have to conform to the blessing okay. to receive the blessing. That's good. Wow. So, okay. I'm sharing. It's helpful to learn that in order to uh, be blessed, we must, uh oh, change something about ourselves uh. to accomplish or to accommodate the blessing. See, for a person to give, you have to change something about yourself. Hello? Okay, to be blessed. It's like this. Someone may easily uh, bless you with a warm coat, but if you don't put the jacket on and wear it out in the cold, you would not be considered blessed. So he blessed you with salvation. You are to conform your life around his word. Hello? Amen. You're blessed. You're blessed. You're blessed. You have no problem bending your knees. See, that for see, this is why you, you people don't really know God when it comes to worship. Because to truly worship him, it's a, you, you can't bless him unless you bend your knees. Wow. And receive. No, you can't. You're embarrassed. Wow. I told you that's what it involves. It's no way. If you haven't done it, you just know of God. If you don't bend, you can't receive. You can't conform around what he's given you. You can't receive it. Don't about, do you get it? He's giving you such a great gift. And he said that your children are a gift. Mm, that's just 
That was just like a little he bread teaching that I want us to get. Uh, go to go to real quick before we I got thirty minutes. Okay. Go to go to number six. Twenty-two and twenty-seven. And teach them this too. Not today. Six twenty-two to twenty-seven. Amplified. Numbers chapter six. Ironic blessing. Amen. Come on. Verse 22. And the Lord said to Moses, Say to Aaron and his sons, This is the way you shall bless the Israelites. Say to them, The Lord bless you and watch guard and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon and enlighten you. And be gracious, kind, merciful, and giving favor to you. The Lord lift up his approving countenance upon you. He still smiling. And give you peace, tranquility of heart and life continually. And they shall put my name upon the Israelites, and I will bless them. Oh. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna bless you. See, that's why when you pray, you have to kneel at some point. It is a continuous blessing going on, Aaron. You don't need self-help. You need the word. I don't know what else to tell y'all. Ain't nobody stand up, ain't nobody excited. I want you to really understand what when you say that word blessing, what you're gonna do. There's a smile that goes along with it too. You can't be like, here, take it. You don't even wrap around it. You don't even conform to the blessing. You don't even receive the blessing. He's giving us this. He's blessed you. He's kneeling. Okay. How come you can't? How come you find it hard? Okay. He is the just judge. I want to see you explain that one. I want to see you explain that one to God. Because I'm going to be standing right there with him. Did you teach him? Yes, sir, I did. <sighs> okay. See if I can get in here real quick. Hey, teacher. Do we believe? Yes. Okay. I want to give you an example of, matter of fact, go here. Stay right there in Hebrews. Just go up a little bit. Go to like 12. 412. Oh dear. Hebrews chapter 4. Woo, come on. At verse 12. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. 
It is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, the soul, and the immortal spirit, and of joints and marrow, of the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and sifting and analyzing and judging the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. Oh. Yes. Oh. Woo. 13. Verse 13. And not a creature exists that is concealed from his sight. Mm. But all things are open and exposed, naked and defenseless to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Woo! Might as well come clean. Might as well just come clean. Okay. We could just stop at the word that God speaks. It's a lie. It's living. Just like you. It's alive. It's breathing. Just it's live. It's alive. Just like you. His word. Speak the word only. Okay. So y'all, y'all, amen. Woo. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm trying to get. I mean, let me get in here now. Thank you. Here we go. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ah, I want to give. I want to give you an example of recipients who actually understand what the weight and gravity of what this writer was just conveyed, right? He just conveyed. I saw this article, and from time to time, I like to get, I feel privileged to reading some things sometimes, right? I, 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 I take privilege in that sometimes. God really bless me and show me things I need to see for you. Amen. Amen. Sometimes like this, um, they're very powerful, in itself, sometimes they are, um, when you read them, they have the ability to radically transform your life, your perspective, uh, to make you step back and take a good, long look at yourself. How come people don't like to take that? How people don't like to look at themselves? Mm. But that's darkness. Because we're supposed to love the light. Okay, okay, all right. Sometimes these things make you take a long look at your surrounding. Right? They even, they even allow you to look at your church and measure yourself. So this was the article that I, that I saw. It was November 6th. A prophetess. Check this out. North Koreans, Christians, desperate for Bibles. Risking death to acquire a copy. Just, just, just y'all flow with me. I've got to finish this out. Listen. North Korean Christians. Desperate for Bibles, risking death to acquire a copy. 
And it goes on to say, North Korean Christians are hungry for a Bible that they're willing to risk 15 years in a labor camp or even death to acquire a copy. Well, a copy. Not an electronic version, a copy. They're willing to sacrifice 15 years in imprisonment or even death for this. For this. Y'all hear me? For the word of God. Now think about that statement for a moment. I need y'all to think about it for a moment. Y'all thought about it? The word of God is so valuable to them. It means so much to them. They just want to own a copy of the Bible. But here's the kicker. They are willing to go to prison for it. They value it so much. They hold it in such high standard above everything else in the universe, including their very own self and lives. This. This. Okay, hold on. Let's, let's, let's do this. The title of this is Do We Believe? Okay? So listen to this. You need this. This is what God gave you. This is what I'm going to give you. Amen. Yeah. See? It, you can't go to the spiritual site if you don't see this. Hello? Amen. I'm going to teach you on that, but you got to see this first. Well, make sure. Listen to this. They value it more than their lives. Remember, remember, Mr. Al asked us on Friday? Bible study? Will you be willing to die for your family? Come on. Y'all, some of y'all say yeah. Come on. 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 Come Would you die for this? Would you maybe they thought it was rhetorical? Would you die for this? <laughs> oh, let's see. Let me see. You know, Uncle Tom and this. Okay. Would you die for this? These people are willing to die just to own the word of God. Man, talk about putting things in perspective. As we peer out and look at Christianity in this country and the kind of modern day Christians we are producing, mm -hmm. there is absolutely no comparison. 
can't even get on the table to compare. See, these believers, see, when the writer of Hebrew goes out and tells us that the word of God is living and it is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, they get it in North Korea. The North Koreans get it. So we can just read that all day long. Okay. But the North Koreans get it. Now listen to this. They are willing to die and go to prison for it. These Koreans are hearing what the Spirit of God is saying. See, these Koreans are under tremendous persecution. For the sake of the gospel, or the sake of Christ, should I say. That they value the value of the word of God. That they, that, they, that they see the value of the word of God under this persecution. Most of us under persecution, we're trying to get out. You're not asking for the word. This is why you're being persecuted. Don't make sense, do it. Okay, hold on. That's the problem. You keep trying to make sense. Listen to this. They're willing to die or be in prison for it. Let's look at America. We look nothing like these Christians, these believers in North Korea. They look like the book of Acts believers. That's who they look like. Mm. They look like the book of Acts. They look, at, they look like the book of Acts believers. You look at their hearts and their dedication and willingness to put their own life on the line. They look like the book of Acts believers. My Lord. Mm. It's called the book of Acts. The Acts. Yes. The believer in Acts. Listen, and when walking... And when walking in the true power of God, Christianity, Christianity in this country is an embarrassment. Oh, okay. We just don't believe the word is alive. And all power and apps uh, we're absolutely embarrassed. We're an embarrassment. If we would measure up the Korean believer, China, and North America. Let's look at that. It's too hot. The temperature, we need an ace, it's hot. Hundred twenty degrees. We just need one scripture. Teach on that one scripture. Just teach on that. They only had a part, a page of the Bible. Teaching eight hours on that in the 120 degree heat. Wow. Okay. Absolutely embarrassing. We can watch TV. We can do Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, Jim, Twitter, whatever you want. Yep, that's right, whatever you want. Whatever takes up that time. 
But when the living word calls us, and it does call us. Yes. There's no way I could walk by that and see it. It calls you. It's alive, remember? I'm going to help us. I want to get us some help. We need some help. We need some help. Mm. And it does call us. Watch this. Because it's alive. Remember, it's alive and as real as you are. Now, this is the real reality. What it says is the real reality Amen. that you are to believe that you're in. The Word of God is the real reality that I am healed. Amen. That I am prosperous. Amen. That I am anointed. That's the real reality. Your circumstance have you thinking that's real life. It's called circumstance for a reason. It's not truth. Okay, this is what we got to get. Okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Remember, you got to remember it's alive. It's alive as you are breathing right now. If you understand that, I hope y'all really understand that. So when you are truly born again, that voice is now in your heart. If you are truly born again, that voice now, that conduit, that excess is now in your heart. You follow me? Yes. When you are truly born again, this might be the problem. That might be the, the blockage. We're not truly born again. Uh -huh, okay. That's the problem. Might be the problem. Got to be filled with His Spirit. Got to be sealed. Amen. Okay. Amen. If you are truly born, you now His voice is in your heart. And now your spirit... Is in tune with the Holy Spirit. The Word of God is always in the process of revealing itself to us. The Word is always in the process. It's never sitting still. It's always moving, as teacher said. It's always in the process of revealing itself to you. The Word is. Oh, okay, hold on. I got it. I know what the problem is. Hold on, let me get it. We also find it hard, uh-oh, to pray for 15 minutes. Let alone a half an hour. See, these things work hand in hand. Hello? Yes. Men are to always pray. Yes. Woo, America is really being defined by the Christian or what the Christian is feeding their heart. The Christian in America is being defined what you are feeding your heart with. You're not feeding your heart with the word. Okay. Okay, I'm going to show you why. The Christian is feeding their heart. It's not the word. 
Mm. It's about filling their hearts with the things of the world. That's what the Christian is feeling, feeding his heart with. Mm. That's right. And staying busy. So they don't have time for the word or prayer. Yes, you do. When I when I was at the other ministry, I, I said I, I wanna uh, you know uh you know I was coming on Bible study. This is when I'm first starting out. I'm coming in on Sunday. I won't do communion because he had to come back. Mm -hmm. I don't come in there. And I don't. It's enough. I'm giving enough. I'm done enough. I was actually missing out on my growth. So I have my own business, and I'm using it. Oh well, I got work to do. Doing no work. I just didn't want to come. I'm beyond. I just didn't want to. I didn't see the value in prayer. Ooh. Yeah, the pastor, that's what you see. I won't pass it now. I hadn't accepted my call then. I was still in my flesh then. I was still, you know, I was still lukewarm. That's how some of us are. I had the time. I no, I had it. I just didn't want to do it. Mm. I didn't see the value. See, most of us don't see the value of intercessory prayer. Mm. I had to change that. Thank God, I put some value to it. When I put the value to it, I came. It was my time to spend oh oh with the Lord corporately, not just me. Okay, all right, all right. That's where he got me at. Some of y'all can be here and you don't. You need to be here. Amen. Okay, stop making excuses. Other than that, I wouldn't be saying it. Amen. All right, I could control that. Now, please, don't talk about fasting. Whatever you do, don't talk about fasting. Don't talk about it. This is part of my agreement. Y'all can't do this. <sighs> People, where is the sacrifice that you see all over the globe? Willing to die for the faith. Not my faith. Willing to die for the faith. Are you willing to die for the faith. Mm -mm. They want the Koreans. They, they, they're not worried about themselves. Okay. Those saints in North Korea, they're not worried about their status. They are not consumed by the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. These things are not. These things to them don't matter. The word of God is what matters to them. Frightening thing is, as we look at the church today, we reject this one thing is holiness. We reject holiness. 
The teachers don't, uh, uh, pastors don't teach on it. So if I'm not teaching on it, you're missing out on what you're supposed to know about holiness. Yeah? yeah. yeah all right, man. <laughs> We're not going to do that here. Listen to this. There's no teaching on holiness. We want to be this, entertaining. No longer do we want to be, we want the shepherd to feed the sheep. We're calling in now for the clowns. To entertain the goats. This is what the sheep want. I didn't say that. Charles Spurgeon said that. 200 years ago. That's what he said. That's what he saw. In the 1800s, that's what he saw. See? What's happening in the body is still happening now. That was just 200 years ago. That's what he said. He said, they don't want the word. They want, they want clowns to come in. They want entertainment. Uh-oh. Can I tell y'all something? Music is not the gospel. But listen to this. But so many ministries are built around music. Not the word. Music is not the minute. It's not the gospel. Okay. Teacher. But so many ministries are built around music. You got all these. You got you got uh, congregation ladies. You got ten bands. Ten bands in 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 fifty people. No word. Just music. Okay. Okay. Not one consecrated. So musicians, you can't build your ministry on or around your gift. Your ministry is built on the living word of God. That's what your ministry is built on. Not your gift and not your talent. It's built on the word. Got musicians and they can't even, they don't even know what John 3.19, they don't even know where to turn to be saved at. But they can play it. Okay, they can play the notes though. See here, you're gonna be required. Come on. Okay. People just coming in. Come on, we, we need a musician here, but ain't no word in them. Come on. That's right. They sure do. You know the plan. Nobody wanna build it on the living word and prayer. I'm pressed to I'm pressed to believe that the church in America today is willing to go to prison for 15 years for possessing the word of God. I'm high pressed for that one. Or even being willing to be put to death for the word or the Bible. We are not even under persecution right now, right now. 
at all. And we can't even pick it up now. So how are you going to call for it, die for it, if you're not picking it up now when you're not under persecution? Come on. It's a lie. The truth is not in you. I'm talking to the body. And if you pick up your word, obviously I'm not talking to you. But if you don't, how are you? I need to know. I need to know. If you're not picking it up now, when there is no persecution, mm -hmm. how are you actually going to cry out for it? Yes. Because you don't believe that it is going to feed you. Yes. You don't believe that it's living. You don't believe in it. Help. So there's no way you're going to pick it up then. Get down. Hmm. Persecution. Anyway, that's why you train them up the way they go. We'll be back. Listen to this. Ain't no way you're going to pick up that Bible under those circumstances. Not when it got you in prison. Don't know Paul, and then when they got released from prison, they went right back out to the same place that they got arrested in. Here in America, man, I'll tell you what. We live in a country where we have the most protected religious rights in the world, at least at this time. Yes. We're living in a generation that we have more opportunity to actually own a copy and have unlimited 24 hours a day access to the Bible than any other generation in the world. And we have no idea what's in it. Oh, no. If you were reading the true word and the living word of God, when you came to church, it would just be bearing witness mm. to what the Holy Spirit has been showing you yeah. about the life of Jesus and you. And you wouldn't be offended when teacher and I tell you to stop sinning, lying, fornication, jealousy, prideful, anger, etc. Because you have, because you would have already read it for yourself. You would already read it, so you wouldn't be offended. A word already spoke to me. That's just confirmation that I'm hearing from God. That the, Every word be established. Amen. Should already be there. You should already be in your word. I shouldn't have to come up and give you a word. You know what? You're doing this. And I shouldn't have to tell you. You should have already been in the word and it showed you what you were doing. Amen. It's a mirror of your life. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's why people get upset. <gasps> you should have known that. You know what you're doing. You've already read it. Islam and the New Age are making a mockery out of the Christians. Say that. Against pastors. They're running circles around them because they don't know the word of God. 
Imams know more about your word than you do. How is that possible? No, okay. Okay, right out of your face. They know the word better than pastors. But this is what the pastor say. We got music. We got music. You're supposed to have the gospel. Just how, just like you got channel books in Christianity, you got channel lyrics in songs. For real. You have channel lyrics. Just listen. And every portrayal of Jesus that you see in every movie come out, that's not the real Jesus. It's called a Gnostic Jesus. See, we... I'm going to do a whole teaching on that for us, too. That's going to be a series. Oh. Let me ask y'all something. What is the number one Islamic band in the world? That's what I said. What is the number one Mormon band video that's out? How come they ain't a, 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 a category in the, what is it, the, the VM, what is it, MI, what is it? Come on, y'all. Music Wars, what is it? MIAs, right? Yeah, we got the Dullard, the Stub, Stellar Words, and all that. How come, that, what's the number one Jehovah Witness band out there right now? And number one video? Mm -hmm. The choir of the year. Yeah. Where is the Zim Buddhist choir? <laughs> See, they build their ministry around music. Like we do. How, why, why should I know who the choir director is and I don't know who the pastor is? Of the ministry. I know this real. He's more famous than the pastor. Who is, who, they know him, they don't know the pastor. But they know the music director. Or the choir. See, our interests are in the wrong area. You're building a ministry on music. On somebody's gifts. On somebody's talent. Instead of the word. Hello? Okay. No, that's right. I'm teaching right in here. How come they don't make music their ministry? See, I told you that Christians want to be entertained. So, these North Koreans, main goal in life is to own a Bible. So much so that they would risk their lives. We just don't see it. Maybe we just don't see it. What's, what's in here? What's in here? That a person would risk their lives. What value have they ascribed to this? Question is, Walker Ministry. In America. What value have you placed on? Do you have that type of value? 
Would you stand? Would you defend to the death? Well, that's what the book of Acts people did. That's what the Koreans, they're being put to death for something that we just... What is, what is it in here? It's a lie. They believe it's a lie. Mm. These are the people who are really rich in the yes. kingdom. Amen. Those are the people who are really rich in the kingdom. The kingdom of God. Man. I'm just trying to get y'all to see some things. I want us to know. Can I, we're almost done. Y'all gotta give me a few minutes. Just at least get me have that. All right. I believe we're the church of Laodicea. Mm -hmm. You don't have to agree. Let's find out what the words say. Go to Revelation 3.14. Let's see what the word says. See how much we believe. This is Revelations chapter 3 and verse 14. And to the angel, the messenger of the assembly, the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the trusty and faithful and true witness, the origin and beginning and author of God's creation. 15. I know your record of works and what you are doing. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were cold or hot. Verse 16. Mm -hmm. So because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will spew you out of my mouth. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Christianity today that is going forth says that your works don't matter. Right? It says your works don't matter. See, I don't have to work to get saved. I've been redeemed. I just need receive. Conform. That's right. See, and this is funny. This is the only book that says when you read the book of Revelation, it comes with a blessing. Hello? Amen. Just to read it, you're blessed. Yes. Okay, see, y'all, it says it right in the word. Okay, listen to this. It said, we don't have to do enough, we don't have to do enough work for salvation. But what did he say right here? In verse 15, what did it say? It says, I know your record of works. I know your record of works. So it can't works can't be irrelevant. Works have to be relevant. How are you treating each other? Okay, we, we can go right on here. Y'all just don't. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, I can show you that. Yeah. 
is real relevant. So he's keeping track, ain't he? Look at Judith my bed. Y'all praying for me? Always have backup ministers. Amen. <laughs> have the word in you. Come on. All right. All right. Revelation 13. Let's see. Go go to uh what'd you stop at? 15? 16? Go to 17. Verse 17. For you say, I am rich. I have prospered and grown wealthy, and I am in need of nothing. You do not realize and understand that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. My goodness, hold on. This is the last church addressed by Christ, and it is the worst church. Christ does not condemn, or should I say, commend the uh, Laodiceans at all. This is the one church about which he has nothing good to say. Imagine a church that has, imagine a church that may as well not even exist as a church that has no good within its body. Whatever a church, whatsoever, just, just whatever. A church that does not, that church that, let me see, a church that does no good at all. What was it that made the church so bad? So unless, so useless and worthless. What made that church in that state? Lukewarmness, which means that the church was indifferent. Complacent. Lethargic. Self-satisfied, half-hearted, and neutral. The church is, well, the church and its believers were only halfway committed to Christ. Mm -mm. That's why I tell you, you can't not come. Yeah. Only half-hearted in their worship. And service of him. Imagine to Christ. There is no good whatsoever in lukewarmness. Have committed believers. And most church members. Should I say? And most church members are lukewarm here. There are few who are really hot, that is, really, uh-oh, committed. Hence, this is a critical message that must be heeded by all churches and believers. We must study that, we must, we must study that what Christ says to this church and heed its warning and counsel. So, I'm looking at this. And I'm looking at us and where we are and this is what we are. We're like half committed, 
half submitted, half obedient. See, to me, if you're half, you're not. You half alive, you half dead. I'm just saying. See, this is this is he's not playing with us in these latter days. I don't I need y'all to get really committed to this thing. Yeah? Uh, this was written to the church assembly of Christians, the assembly of believers. Wow, see, they were under the impression. Now listen to this. They were under the impression, the Laodiceans, that they were saved. Okay. That was just revealing their delusion. See, they thought they were saved. They think they were blessed. Mm. They were probably saying, oh, we love Jesus. He's so amazing. We're so blessed. And then the Messiah himself came in on the scene and said, you are not. You are a pile of filth. You're wretched. You have ears, but you don't hear. You have eyes, but you're totally blind. Yeah. This church has to be careful so that we won't end up in Matthew 7, 21. So let me take them. Let me finish. Okay. 21, 24. Matthew chapter 7, at verse 21. Hold up. They thought they were saved. Just like some of us. But if you have committed See, you got works. He said, I know their works. And it don't measure up. He's the judge. This is Jesus talking in your King James in red. He's the one that judges you. Oh, glory to God. Go ahead. It so reads, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and driven demons in your name, driven out demons in your name and done many mighty works in your name? And then I will say to them openly, publicly, I never knew you. Depart from me. You who act wickedly, disregarding my commands. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them, obeying them, will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house upon the rock. My God. You can't play with this thing called the gospel. You are either in or you're out. So if you're going to be in, be in. That's right. Don't come. Have, he just said many of you are going to say this. Many of you are going to put your works up against him. 
When I'm praying, I was on that floor over there. When I was praying, making sure my heart, Lord, I want my heart to be true for you. Amen. I ain't asking for nothing, nobody else. I want my heart to be right. Amen. So now when I come to you, you already know it. I ain't got to work nothing up. I ain't got to pull nothing out. I want it right for him all the time. Amen. How do you do this halfway? If you do it halfway, you're not in. If you're standing in between the doorway, you're not in yet. Hello? You want to be all the way in because that door is going to shut. And you don't know when your number is up. Everybody in here went to that wake on Friday. And I'm looking at um, the man, the, the minister in that coffin. And I'm people crying. Every I'm like, you're not in there. He's not in there. He's not there. I don't need to go up and see him because he's not there. This man loved God. He had open heart surgery, but he passed from cancer. 68 years old. Ran, Minister Brian and I ran, his wife ran into him at uh, Crack Brown a couple of months back, about six, seven months ago. Showed me the cut, top to the bottom. And he said, when I woke up, he said, every time... I don't know how it happened. He said, but every time I opened my mouth, all I could do was quote the word. My Lord. He said, watch this. And what minute is that? Every time he kept watch this. He said, watch this. He kept quoting out the scripture. Boom, 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 boom. He come on, he said, listen. But he said, I don't know what happened. Uh, written on his heart. Written on his heart. Amen. He said, I couldn't do this before. And he was a minister. Calling on. I'm not worried where he is. Because I know what's in his heart. And I tell you what, this, if you talk to him, all you're going to hear is the word come out of his mouth. It's just so much. I don't have much more. I mean, I do, but I can't go. Time does not permit. But thank you for the time that you did give me. Don't worry, I'm going to bless you. <laughs> hey, teacher. Pastor. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Are you full? Amen. Appetizer. It's nothing like truly praising the Lord. Amen. It is a overwhelming and almost unbelieving experience. This is how I talk about it. You take your time, get your words right. Oh, I didn't know about that. Yeah, yeah. Take your time to get your words right.